And on that note, you, you dumb idiot. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about Casino Royale and the ball yeah. torture scene. Yeah, here you go. Ready, three, two, one, ball torture. Well, yeah, you can all watch <laughs> the Kill James That's... Bond podcast. It's really good. I think that. Yeah, I really want to. I love the, how many podcasts we like just give shout outs to on our podcast. Shout out to all the people who are into yeah. these things. <laughs> into, the, into the anime and James Bond, which really, when you think about them, it is just a circle. You know, when I think about it, I do know a lot of people who are into cock who and ball like, torture. yeah, who are into cock and ball torture. No, I know a lot of people that do legitimately like. There's a lot of crossover there that like I love mean, anime and also love James Bond. Look, since I started watching the podcast, I started a project to also watch the movies because I'm because I hate myself. And James uh -huh. Bond is just anime for dads. <laughs> like how wrestling is anime for rednecks. Exactly, and I will Ana not elaborate. On anime this point. for Americans, please. Rest Honestly, anime yeah. For Americans. Honestly, and then anime is also just pretty wrestling involved. Yeah. As well. Wrestling is everything. Yeah, wrestling is <laughs> just cool. That's just the yeah. answer. The K-pop has exp <laughs> has expanded to encompass the entire world. That's not like inaccurate, and that's the scary part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, lead us in, Zach. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Filler Arc. I'm your host, Zach, and these are my co-host, Chase. Hi, I gotta say, is Japanese wrestling then, like, the ultimate crossover? That's all I have to say. Thank you. And yes. Thomas. Yes, it is. I, I would agree with this statement from Chase. And hi, everyone. And today... Welcome to Cock third... and Ball Torture. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Play the air horns. This is Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 7, 8, and 9 of the Yu-Gi-Oh! 4Kids dub. And we're jumping right in with Yu-Gi-Oh! episode 7, Attack from the Deep. Which, like, I'm realizing the 4Kids naming convention is so focused on wordplay. Yes. <laughs> like, you mean you haven't necessarily... noticed all the dialogue being puns? Oh, yeah. But, like, the episode titles are, like, into this, too. Where, like, they really, really go ham on just, like... I wouldn't even call it, I wouldn't call it horrible, horrible wordplay, but not, like, reaching for the fucking stars wordplay. Okay. They're really kind of half-assing looking, looking at the, these three episode titles, you have a point, kind of, because we have Attack from the Deep, <laughs> the next one's Everything's Relative, which, you know, makes sense. And then I would like to ask you, what is the wordplay in Duel with a Ghost? Duel with a Ghoul? Is that a thing people say? No, it's more like a rhyming scheme. It's not like wordplay. Like, I guess there's a lot of wordplay. But play it's called where Duel like with a Ghost. Oh, I thought it was Duel with a Ghoul. Nah, did it's I get that Duel wrong? Ghost, dude. Are you looking at it right now? I'm looking at my notes where I write down the episode title. Mine's, yeah, I'm looking at mine. Mine says Duel with a Ghoul, known as. Does it really? Yeah. I think you just Bullshit. assumed it said Ghost after you I... saw G and H. You mean the Ghost of a Chance? Yeah, the ghost of a We'll get to that later. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as I saw Attack for the Deep, I was like, Fuck, all right, so make right. a tsunami. God damn yeah. it. All right, never mind. I take it back. But yeah, as soon as I saw Attack for the Deep, I was like, all right, so this is Mako Tsunami's episode. 
Yes. Immediately, I was like, nah, that has to be it. Uh, and this episode opens with Joey riding high on his win against my Valentine, who, if I'm not remembering, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think my Valentine wins a single on-screen duel in this entire show's run. Do not believe so, no. All off-screen wins. Except for maybe in Duelist Kingdom with the, like, filler with her taking on Jean-Claude Van Magnum, who's yeah, not Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme. Yeah, she's just fight I think she her, that. what's it called, yeah, person trying to marry her, yes. Yeah. I believe she wins that duel as well. I think that's the only duel she wins on screen. But yeah, I, I, I might be I, wrong. I would be like, that's not great. But, like, Mai <laughs> is, like, an exceptionally tertiary character to this whole show. Um, <laughs> True. It's, it's, it's like, damn, why ain't Tay out here dueling more? I'm like, yeah, I guess Tay can duel, but like, it's just not like that's just not what the character ever does. Like, it's more just the show tries to sell you on the idea that she is one of the best duelists oh, yes. in the world, yeah. and, just get and then not having, yeah, by just Joey having Wheeler of all things. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the, that's like the same duel. to me to Weevil Underwood then, right? Like, Fair. Weevil Underwood is one of the best duelists. He got fucking clowned on by a guy who didn't have his best cards. Anymore. True, but but we, Weevil at least has the common de- decency to then leave the show. He Weevil back, also wins. <laughs> Weevil wins the first duel we see him dueling on screen. Weevil wins that like yeah, regional Rex tournament Raptor, against Rex sorry, Raptor, yeah, one of the other best champions. Mako Tsunami, one of the best champions. Like, they're all going to get clowned on. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm not saying this isn't a consistent. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying this isn't a consistent problem. I'm just saying this is actually. I'm very much saying this is a consistent problem. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> that, Take like, it back. Turn it around. It yeah. is a problem. Yeah, no, the show. Gr- like the bigger criticism is, th- it's the Yugi Joey show. Um, oh yeah, and no one else give- matters. And and sorry, and excuse me. And Kaiba. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaiba is there. <laughs> Kaiba will get clowned on constantly, but Kaiba will win a few. Um, it, that's, and that's just it, you know? Like, there is no other characters to this, really, in the show, who are going to go out and do something. Tay will win the friendship fights because she has to for friendship. Um, Mai will win the fight she's required to win, but everyone else, it's like... Oh shit, someone needs help. Where's Yugi or Joey? If they're not there, that person's fucking dead. Get over it. They're gone. <laughs> they're going to die now. And you have to accept that. No, they're going to the shadow realm. Yeah. The death Jay. realm. Hell. <laughs> no, no, no. Just it's the shadow realm. They're fine. No, they're just they're stuck to, in the they're purple. Going to the Judeo Christian hell. No, no, no. They're stuck in purple. They're fine. Stuck in uh-huh. stuck in purple is when I go to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I was gonna say we have uh, Tristan and Taya once again just fucking dragging Joey out of earshot. Like, what the fuck? Why can none of them show any support to Joey Wheeler? My guess is that it's been like an hour and he's done nothing but this for the last yeah, hour. Yeah, man. Like, I don't <laughs> like Joey, so I can like completely <laughs> sympathize with him being like, just shut the fuck up, we get it, you won. And he's like, guys, you know I won this Yu-Gi-Oh duel? And it's like, shut the fuck up, dude, we get it. <laughs> yeah, Yu-Gi did it too, and you don't see him bragging about it. Yeah, Yu-Gi's literally yeah. a little boy now. <laughs> he's just a little guy. <laughs> he's just a little guy, he's not gonna be. He's a little guy and it's his birthday. <laughs> Are you gonna be mean to Yu-Gi on his birthday? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he's just a little guy. But no, um... It is just consistent, though, that, like, Taya's, like, the French have to have each other's backs, and, like, Taya and Tristan just fucking drag Joey constantly. <laughs> uh, but 
But Yugi is willing to come in and boost his friend. Yeah. But then Joey is hungry. A classic anime joke. The, the tummy and does a rumbly. Yeah, and he's like, how are we going to get through this duel without food? Which Yugi gives one of... He raises an excellent point, though. He does, but Yugi gives one of the most four kids dub responses. It's where so he's good. like, I don't see any food or burger stands anywhere around. Like, goes out of his way to say burger <laughs> stand. Which is such a, like, we're in America, right? <laughs> but also, kind of where the fuck are burger stands in America? Honestly. Like, general, I mean, like, genuine question. Hot like, dog stand? Is this sure. an amusement park? Taco stand? Sure. Taco truck? Fuck yeah. Even though that's not going to be a big thing during, like, oh, two th- the 2001s. No. Um, no. The burger stand is not fucking real. It doesn't exist. <laughs> and the people who say do are criminals are from New Zealand. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> why New Zealand specifically? Or, yeah, wait, hold on. Because I went to a burger stand in New Zealand. That's why. Are and I got a burger <laughs> stuffed with onions, and it was one of the weirdest things I've eaten because it was stuffed with so much onion that I was like, I like onions. I enjoy the concept of an onion, but right now I'm nursing a surgery elbow because I broke my elbow right before I went to fucking New Zealand. And I'm like, this is not, I just wanted a normal burger, and the New Zealand man did not listen to me. When did you go to New Zealand? When I was a wee lad. Oh, okay. And there was a, a burger stand. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why this is so... I'm now picturing you in the middle of Hobbiton just eating a giant nasty cheeseburger. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it, was a nut, it was a plain burger because when I was a child, I was quite precocious and annoying. It was like, n- it's nothing on the much- burger, please. It's much funnier for my mental image if it's like Tiny Chase, which is just your grown-up adult head photoshopped onto like a small child body, which is this like fucking disgusting, like greasy burger, and you are staring at Bilbo's house. It's more onion than burger. More onion. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, cool. <laughs> this is, I was not. I was this like, is this is quite uncool. Chase. I'm gonna go sit in the <laughs> store now and watch. The Gorillas music video, 19-2000. I am incepting this into your mind. I am planting false memories into your No, I'm going to instead watch this Gorillas music video (laughs) and then look at it while high on painkillers and be like, this is all right? (laughs) This raises so many more questions. How is this so ingrained in your memory? This I was so a... high on painkillers. <laughs> Why were you so high on painkillers? I just finished a... the surgery. <laughs> that he ascended oh, to a higher plane of existence. Don't with you perfect break recall. your elbow in five different places, get three pins in it, and then go on a vacation to New Zealand? I was about to ask, did you break it on the vacation? No, nope, right break before. It I had said before. He said right before, before I went on a trip. Yeah, right before I went okay. on a trip. This is... <laughs> Pay attention, Thomas. We've so had the story co- before. Well, anyway, <laughs> after let's get away from the deep lore of WSP and back to the deep lore <laughs> of Yu-Gi-Oh! As Tristan pulls out a fucking, like, Boy Scout book on forestry and it's like, hey, we can survive off berries and whatnot. Which <laughs> Joey then is like, are we going to eat the book? <laughs> which becomes a running gag in this episode. Okay, but not like, very, actually, not very actually good one. backing up a second, how did Pegasus expect a bunch of children to just live in the wilderness? Do you want my honest opinion? Mm-hmm. I think there's a food stand's like very easy to get to and they're just super fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll buy I that. think there is a hamburger stand somewhere. There. <laughs> because much <laughs> yeah, like Pegas- New Zealand, Pegasus Island is like that. 
if well, you went, Pegasus if you went to the is, left, you would see the food court. But unfortunately, the gang went right. Pegasus is one of Yu-Gi-Oh's only canonical Americans, so Pegasus might put a burger stand here. He would definitely have He's some the kind of guy form of like a, like he, he as we find out in this episode or the next. I can't remember. I'm not a genius. Um, he it is canonical that he loves like. What is it like? Dumb cartoon shit. Mm-hmm. Like he would have like a Disney World style theme park going on, like where you could be like, "Oh, come here, and you'll get the freaking uh, tune, the tune, like tune blue eyes dragon." Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Like tune yeah. burger, and it's like, all right, cool. And these dumbasses <laughs> ran the woods, got attacked by moths, and are like, "Where do we go from here?" <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They, they ran. Fun. They just ran off before orientation was done. Yeah, like legitimately. I'm like, there's, I, if they just talked to one of the security guards, he'd be like, yeah, there's food over there. What are you doing? Because Idiot. As much as security guards are like assholes, they're not malicious. They haven't yeah. done anything truly evil yet. Um, so they're yeah. just following orders. <laughs> they're, just, they're just following orders. That's fine. <laughs> What's wrong? It's not. It's not. <laughs> anyway. As somebody who studied history, what's wrong with just <laughs> Sir, sir. I hate this. I hate this. You started it. I know. But yeah, uh, going back to the episode now, um, Joey smells something and fucks off. He's like, I smell something that smells good, and he starts running away. The gang sees some fish cooking on an open fire, so Joey just goes for it. Which, like, this is obviously something somebody set up. Ah, uh, yes. I don't know the why. The wild self cooking fish out in the wilderness. Yeah. Tristan also immediately, like, Tristan, I think, says one thing about, like, we should be considerate and then jumps right in. <laughs> like, which I think I pointed out later the more I'm hearing Tristan's voice in this dub, the more I get the Yu Gi Oh! bridge direction yep. they mm-hmm. take it. Because mm-hmm. every yeah. now and then, especially when he gets loud, he starts sounding Barney like. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> okay. There is a through line. This wasn't just something that, like, little Karibo thought was funny. No, Tristan has like, probably the worst voice in this show. It's he does. Bad. But it's kind of... <laughs> I, I enjoy it, but it's not good. Yeah, you can enjoy it. Like, again, mm-hmm. we enjoy this. It's not good. It's not good. Oh, no. But, it, yeah, is it is insane in a way that I deeply appreciate. Yeah, it is oddly entertaining. In its insanity. The story of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, like, they start trying to eat, but Mako Tsunami just fucking climbs over. Uh, they're on, like, this cliff overlooking the ocean through all this. And Mako Tsunami just fucking climbs up the side of the cliff with a harpoon in hand. And is just like, hey, you guys, why are you eating my fish? Which this is the cadence that he talks in the whole time. Who gave the actor this direction? Was it his own decision or did somebody tell him to do that? I I feel like the actor made this choice and everyone was like, yeah, that sounds right. But he is just like, (laughs) you are eating the fish of Mako Tsunami. I need you to stop eating my fish immediately. I am angry. Like that, that yeah, is the dub. Yeah, that's, makeup. that's about right. Yeah, that's you're nothing. Yeah. Talks like a freaky you. fish guy. He talks like a guy. Who I am the not ocean. a. Fr- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Yugi sees that Mako Tsunami is wearing a glove and just about nothing else. He has some swim trunks on and a glove, but he does have a glove, and he's like, "Oh, that's Mako Tsunami, the top-ranked ocean duelist." 
And that's when Joey calls him a freaky fish guy, which I thought was just a Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged joke. <laughs> nope. Um, constantly realizing how much of it is just the, the, almost the four kids dub verbatim. Um, but I do love that the rankings in the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! get so specific. <laughs> like, you can the top be the top- Asian duel, Ocean Duelist. <laughs> yeah, you can be the top-ranked ocean duelist, the, which probably means, like, Weevil's the top-ranked insect duelist specifically. Yeah, they have no a bunch of different brackets, and then it merges into the big tournament where you have the dinosaur guy fight the bug guy. Yeah, you have to be the best at one themed deck to get into Duelist Kingdom. <laughs> or at least to get into Duelist Kingdom and duel any of the major characters. But I do also remember, like, they point out, through this whole scene, Mako Tsunami just has, like, a live octopus stuck in his hair. Yeah. And then Taya finally points it out, and he's like, oh, shit, and, like, throws it out, and Tristan and Joey are both pissed that they don't get to eat it. It's a weird bit. So it's, it's a, a weird It's bit. a strange one. I mean, octopus is delicious, but it is a weird bit. Yeah, but it is, but, like, again, like, this is one of those reports where it's like, they're so obviously American. Where's the burger stand? They're like, oh, I'd love to eat that octopus. Like, I just don't know many Americans are like, yeah, you should probably throw that off your head. I agree. Like, you, you shouldn't probably have an octopus. <laughs> it's weird. They're like, oh, my food. <laughs> well, they this are very true. hungry. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, they're not. They just had food. Oh, yeah. Well, Shit, they had started they had eating it, but then Mako Tsunami yelled at them. Yeah, so they he's like, stopped. hey, guys, stop it. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> but this is when Yugi introduces himself and apologizes about the fish. But as soon as, like, Mako hears who he is, he's like, Oh, you are the one who defeated Kaiba! You can all eat my food if you are friends of Yugi! And then we will and duel. The, also, yeah, and very he, important, they don't say, they don't, they'll never say Kaiba, really. Unless you get, unless, like, later on, it is Seto Kaiba if they're gonna announce Kaiba's name. Fair. Seto Kaiba. Yeah, you defeated Seto Kaiba! And then he lets everyone eat, and he gets, like, a villain shot. In this moment, where he's yeah. like, got it, like his head tilted, he goes, "My like, master <laughs> plan's coming to fruition. They've eaten yeah. my food without, with my permission now. Excellent." Yeah. Cut to them just sitting around the fire, having a pleasant time. Yeah, genuinely Mako nice conversation. Know. Yeah. Yeah, and Mako lets him know that he grew up fishing, and his goal at this point is to win the tournament so he can buy his own boat and start his own fishing business. Uh, and then he is also like, "I share an." Beautiful bond with the sea. <laughs> Looks out. Uh, and then Joey and them are like, all right, well, thanks for the food. See you later, Mako. And they all get up to go. And Mako throws his fucking harpoon at Yugi. Well, he which had to I'm get him almost to stop. Shocked. Yeah. Which I'm almost shocked that four kids didn't try to edit that out. Like, I know it doesn't hit him. It hits the ground <laughs> next to him. But this is like a huge... Like, very aggressive move. Sir, this is highly illegal. <laughs> yeah. And that's when he's like, I want to duel Yugi. I use this fish as bait to bring in duelists, but I did not think it would bring me Yugi Moto. Yeah, two things. One, I was pretty sure that they already set up that the duel was, like, payment for the meal, so I don't know why they just, like, walked away. And two, this is a stupid trap. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like fucking Weevil's trap. You can just like, Weevil's at least was a trap. This is just you can just walk up to somebody and challenge them to a duel, dude. Yeah, it, it's everyone's, very strange. It's because like, again, up, Yugi would say yes, right? Like Yugi yeah. would just say yeah, okay. 
Because he has to. Like, the, the plot has demanded that Yugi has to accept duels to get to his grandfather in the castle. Um, if not, he does not progress this story. This, this, thou must now, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he, So he would say, yes, Mako's whole plan is let them eat, hang out, have a nice conversation, treat them to dinner. Um, and then he's like, now you've fallen into my trap. You will duel me. I feel like if you're just like, hey, Yugi, that was a nice thing. You want to do a duel afterwards? Yugi be like, yeah, sure, man, cool. We'll both wager two star chips. We both won't lose if either of us loses. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, the, 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 the fakes, like, now you've fallen for it is so whack for this <laughs> it scenario. Feels like, it feels like they're like, well, this is how, like, shonen anime treats these moments, so we have to do it. Because Yugi... Yu-Gi-Oh! follows, like, shonen tropes very much so. Oh, yeah. But it it's all made weirder by the fact that people aren't, like, fighting each other. There's, like, very defined scenarios where people can face off in this card game. So it's odd to even attempt traps when yeah, like, it's in this context. It was kind of like a, an odd moment, going back to, like, all the way to the first episode, even, when, like, Joey was going to beat the shit out of Kaiba in the game store, and Yu-Gi held him back. And it's like, no, no, Joey, we don't fight with our fists. We only duel people to settle arguments. Yeah, for real. Even life or death, the world is at stake. We still play a fair card game to determine <laughs> this. <laughs> we're 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 not just, like the savages of the previous world who fought with hand and fist. We have I, on the other hand. Yeah, we would <laughs> fight with cards. Not that these things don't exist in the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! As oh, well, later no, on, guns they don't. That- Exist. Yeah, remember. the guns don't exist. Well, okay. I, have you ever stuff. seen one? Have you ever no, seen a I've real seen a lot gun of people, before? <laughs> I've seen a lot of people pointing. I've seen a lot of yeah. people pointing at things. Actually, yeah, I've seen like two people pointing at things. There's a very obvious pointing scene in the, well, the last episode we watched. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> All right, go Honestly, ahead, there is... It does add a degree of ridiculousness that I also love. Yeah, I, I kind of like to imagine the world, everything is solved through fucking duels, so at some point, like, it, it is. It just, this is the world we live in. They don't ever go like, the Shonen duel makes sense now because everything's done in duels. There is no crime. There is only duels. You think mm-hmm. if you try and mug somebody, that you just whip out a deck of cards and be like, duel me? And if they yes, don't have happens. their And they don't have their deck on them, they just fork over their money? Yeah, I think that's how it works. It's just I mean, automatic something con- similar it's to automatic that. Concession. Did you have did you have your deck on you when you got yeah. mugged? <laughs> something similar to that happens in Duelist Kingdom to Joey, if I remember yes. right. Like he gets oh cornered God. in a back alley and dueled into submission. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's how he loses his red eyes, black dragon to the that's to right the rare, to the rare hunters. Look, man, oh the God. rare hunters. You, I have watched Yu-Gi-Oh too many times. <laughs> <laughs> God. But anyway, uh, Yugi magical girls up to Yami and takes the duel. And then a duel arena appears out of the goddamn ocean and it's duel times. Again, how much money did this cost? (laughs) Not enough, apparently, because it pops out of the ocean a full, like, ten feet from the cliff. And there's no real way to get over there. Yeah. And that's when Mako wagers two star chips. Yugi's like, I accept. And Mako is really pumped to face a worthy opponent, which I will say, this already has a different vibe to it than every duel that's come before it. 
in that these two people seem to have some degree of respect for each other. Well, it's also not an elimination Even... match. True. But, like, every other duelist, they make sure to, like, make them bad guys. Mm-hmm. Like, every time they're up against somebody else, there's something wrong with them. Like, maybe they're bad guys that can be reformed, but they are bad guys. Mako is not a bad guy. <laughs> At least not <laughs> so far and doesn't become one, really, in this duel. He's just, like, wants to have a diff- a challenge when he plays duel monsters. Well, he did almost kill Yugi with that harpoon. Okay, that's as close to him doing anything villainous as he gets. <laughs> I also think that was more just like, a, hey, stop, Harpoon. Like, I, I believe Mako would <laughs> not have hit you. It was just a warning shot. He's a master of the sea. He's with the top-ranked ocean duelist. He's not going to hit him with the Harpoon. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is when we establish that this duel, uh, like, as it starts, one, it's like 60% water in their stage. And two... Mako gets a huge advantage in that not only do his, like, water-based monsters get, like, a field bonus, they also get to hide in the fucking ocean. So Yugi doesn't even know what he has when he plays the first monster. And what's even the point of that bit of their, like, display screen that shows the opponent's battlefield if it doesn't seem to do anything in these? I don't know. (laughs) You're thinking about it? Don't think about it. Yeah, you've you've made a mistake again. (laughs) Yeah. And Joey um, also calls out how bullshit this is. It, yeah, it's all like a hundred percent bullshit. Oh yeah, it's definitely not the rules. But that's when the duel begins. Yeah, so this begins with Mako summoning Thien Kraken, a classic Yu-Gi-Oh monster. As in, it is an early Yu-Gi-Oh monster, which just means it attacks um, and does nothing else. It's not even special. It's just a it's ball a, of stats. It's a ball of stats. Um. It's a giant. It's a giant squid. Um, it's a ball. Of stats. It's not even good ball of stats. So it's like twelve hundred attack. As we, as you see, Yugi summons a dumb fucking horn imp, and he's like, "Cool, this. Well, I'll just guess. I'll wait here, and then and he it puts attacks. It, he, he puts it in attack mode, and he's like, "Man, I don't know what I'm thinking. I should put this in attack mode so I can lose life points when it dies." Yeah, it dies to the fiend to the fiend crack. Which, when you watch it, the fiend kraken. Um, drags it down, like drags it in the ocean and blows it up. It does damage. Um, Yugi loses, I think it's like 300 or something. Um, it's not like 260 yeah. because Kraken has like 1560 attack, is the idea here. This is, I'm this is this will be important later. Wait, listen up, kids. With the 30% um, <laughs> bonus or whatever, yeah. The 30% bonus yeah. for some dumb reason they keep doing, yeah. Mako sets up jellyfish because he's like, ah. Yugi will try to use electricity in the water, and but and my jellyfish will as much. Yeah, and the jellyfish will block it. Again, none of these cards do any of this shit at all. Um, jellyfish is like a normal card that just is like, it's a jellyfish. Um, like, that's it. That's the card. It just is like, nice, cool, this is a cool jellyfish you can find in the ocean. Um, nothing special about any of these cards still, all the way down. Yugi's like, ah, time for my super sick move. Um, he summons, is this the dumbass feral imp, right? Yeah, this is little, the feral little imp. imp. Little imp boy, and puts on Horn of the Unicorn, which sets the attack to 2,000. We're at 700 point increase. So this feral imp is the strongest creature on the board now because he's put it in attack mode, blah, blah. And he goes to attack, but the jellyfish is able to absorb it, the attack, because as we described earlier, Horn of the Unicorn is magical and electricity, kind of like Summon Skull, and... 
the jellyfish is a jellyfish, so it absorbs electricity. Like, logically consistent As one here. does. This all makes sense in this, like, weird rules of this show so far. Uh, it absorbs mm. the electrical tap. So then the fiend Kraken attacks it. But because... <laughs> this is where I get confused. This is where I'm confused at. Because it's attacking... Um, fuck, how's this working? The monster attacks, right? And pretty much because uh, it's using Horn of the Unicorn, I assume the effect is negated then. Because it just resets uh, back down to 1300, right? Is that how this works? The Horn of the, Are you talking about when he uses the attack and it doesn't do anything? It doesn't do anything because it gets absorbed by the jellyfish, right? Because it's a magical horn yeah. that electricity think, attacks well, and the jellyfish absorbs it. I think it's it. just saying that, like, his monster does electricity because Mako, like, throws down the jellyfish before the Horn of the Unicorn. Well, yeah, added. I, I yeah, assume yeah. he's well, thinking because like, he loudly oh, yeah. declares like, "Oh, Yugi, I'm all I'm aware of the ocean's weakness against electricity, which is why I'm going to play this jellyfish." And then Yugi's right, like, yeah. "I'm going to use electricity, even though he just told me this won't work." But remember, mm. it sets the feral imp's card well, two thousand attack. Yes, yes, and and so it's at two thousand. The kraken's at fifteen sixty, but because feral imp attacked. And cast electricity in the water. This is all an assumption based how this works. Cast in the water, it's and because it got negated, its actual attack resets back to thirteen hundred, so the kraken can attack it. Why the jellyfish doesn't absorb it for that turn only or something or whatever? Who knows? But the feral imp is destroyed by what's the kraken. The, uh, what's the kraken's like actual attack? Before it is fifteen sixty. Oh, so thirteen hundred. It gets a thirty percent. Oh, it's increase. okay. So because because I went back because I also was like. Wait, oh, twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Under twelve hundred. Okay, which is the thirty percent. Okay. Yeah, so it's fifteen sixty. Okay, because the only way I can well, like thought... headcanon that is that if the uh, the kraken had like fifteen sixty, just attack as a baseline, and then with a thirty percent, it would be over two thousand maybe. But I guess that's not it. No, so... no it's it's at twelve hundred and fifteen sixty. So my assumption has to be you see it when he plays the card. Like I, I saw the attack number, wrote it down. Okay. Um, and I also know Fiend Kraken. Come on, who doesn't? Um, I don't actually. <laughs> so I looked it up later. Um, Fiend Kraken. So it destroys the Pharaohs. I assume because it's using like a the the not like we multiple times like oh this thing doesn't affect this because of the field power bonus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. field power. I assume it's something with that that is like the logic they're going with. It makes That's no the sense. Only way that because it makes it, any sense because it like that again, Yugi would know the attack or that Yugi would. That Yugi's attack doesn't. That is very gets destroyed by a creature with less attack than like somehow yeah. this ability is negated by the field. It's bullshit. Is what it is. It doesn't make any fucking. It doesn't sense. make any goddamn sense. Well, yeah. Well, I know that his attack gets negated because like jellyfish. Yeah, makes but the buff all would still theoretically be yeah, there, right? Like, let's say it. we were playing like a card game, Thomas, and I and I change my monster two thousand attack, and you're like, I'm gonna and I'm gonna attack your jellyfish, and you flip it over, and he goes, well, with my jellyfish, it negates your attack. My monster still has 2,000 attack, which just got yeah. negated, right? Because the field, that's that, that card that you played, the, the magical horn, stays in the field. It just he has 2,000 attack now. Horn of the Unicorn? Yeah, Horn of the Unicorn just stays there. It would just be like yeah. a negated attack. He was still, mm-hmm. then the, I mean, it might be a classic case of the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Not, yeah, not, like, rules not applying, where, like, Horn of the Unicorn goes away after a turn. Yeah, but they, but they just never say it goes away, so mm-hmm. I don't know. No, they don't. Yeah, yeah. So it's, they it's don't whatever. say many this, things. Yeah, this part makes no fucking sense. No. Uh, Feral Imp, pour one out, his horn is dead again. <laughs> Ripped to a real one. Um, Yugi's like, got it, time for my fucking best move ever. I'm gonna summon the Silver Fang card. A wolf. This is one of the worst. This is a beautiful card in Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, just a dumb wolf with low attack. But... He activates the card Full Moon, which increases the attack by 300. 
And when, again, not like 30% like they keep saying it is. Um, again, this is just a real card. It just equips to a beast-warrior-type monster. Um, the reason I don't think it would actually work, I don't know if this, I, I honestly forget like the wording in Yu-Gi-Oh, but I don't know if it needs to be equipped to a beast warrior or a beast and a warrior, but I think it's uh, specifically a beast warrior, and so he can use full moon. Um, it's really called Mystical Moon um, uh-huh. in Yu-Gi-Oh, but it just, it just gets 300, 300 attack. So these are all, it's about the same. Everything's about the same right here. Nothing really matters that much. Nothing's really that mm-hmm. changed by using this and changing it around. I don't think anyone would care. Blah, blah. So it's technically he does this. It's technically still weaker than the card out there. So I don't know why he does this. Well, uh, he says it like doubles it in the show. Yeah, but it only gives it 300 attack in the show still. Oh, it only has 300. Oh, okay. Yeah, it only does. Who knows? Yeah, I, yeah, I have no idea why this happens. It's just to get this this moon thing out. Mako's like, yeah, you fucking nerd ass bitch. I'm summoning Kirai Shin. Or Kirayu Shin. Uh, it's a fucking big butter monster. Uh, it's like one of, it's a garbage card. It's five stars. So that means if you're going to play in regular Yu-Gi-Oh, you'd have to tribute to summon it. And there are already cards as strong as it without having to tribute for it. It's just a bad card. Cool. Cool looking card. I like big sea serpents, but it's, it's just shit. He summons uh, it. The big ocean monster. He's like, here we go. Fuck yeah. Bleh. Um, I have no idea. And then he just silver fang things. That's about all that happens. And then mm-hmm. Yugi's like, shit. I'm getting fucked up because this moon card he's activated is like a real moon for this field, right? Thomas, is this one starts coming into play? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah so the, like the moon raises the tides. Yeah. So now, the moon, thing. so now Mako's monsters get to be like in Yugi's zone and Yugi can't use a zone unless he somehow had a water monster, I assume. But he has no water monster, so get fucked. Uh, he's down to one um, summon slot. One summon yeah. slot, and he's like, hmm, what am I going to do here? Yugi draws the Giant Soldier of Stone. Now, to point out, Giant Soldier of Stone is this, it's the same exact card as it is in the anime. It is just a, a monster you can summon with a high defense. It's considered very good at the time because high defense monsters were really hard to out. By anything, there's nothing that could beat 2,000 defense when you first normal summon it. It's just really hard. So it's a good stall card, and then you could ter- in turn tribute that card to put out your own high attack monster and then just shut the game out pretty much. Again, there's more work around here. Giant Soldier Stone, a very good card when it came out. Oh, it's contributed. So good. It's defense. It's strong. It's even stronger because it's on like the desert or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool. All this is dumb. Mako is like, fuck, how am I going to out this soldier? I know. I'm going to summon the Great White Terror, which is funny. Um, which is the the Great White Shark, which is just called Great White, which I don't know why they make it look like... They make it look like Jaws in the anime, I believe, how I made it look. In the anime, there's called Great... Just a Great White is what it's... There's mm-hmm. one in the anime. It's a, does a little, have, has a little more damage and has hands. It looks like, like a half shark. <laughs> looks like a shark, but just has hands. Um, very strange looking card. Truly but it's not It's not the Great White Terror, which is so fucking funny to hear. Um, see thrown out there. Good shit. So, we got it. Yugi then is like, hmm, how do I get out of this situation? I need to get rid of this fucking moon. He smiles to himself, knowing, knowing what he can do. And he orders <laughs> the giant soldier of stone to, into attack position. Mako is like, you fucking fool. You dumb idiot. You can't hurt my creatures. They're in the ocean. And he's like, I was not aiming for your creatures, Mako Tsunami. I'm aiming for the moon. And then he attacks the moon. (laughs) 
destroying oh the moon, and causing the reversal of the water. It seeps back out, laying all of his monsters out in the field to, I guess, like, like they're fucking floundering like fish, actually. Mm-hmm. Which I assume that was the end of the duel. That's how I remember it in my head. Yugi's like, no, nah, fuck that. He summons Curse of Dragon, the dumb blind dragon creature, <laughs> and then activates Burning Land again, which just destroys all the creatures, I guess, and I then guess. kills Mako yeah. in one turn. Boom. Yeah, it's more or less like he destroys all of the creatures, and then just it just ends the duel. It's 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 probably one of the more boring duels, I'll be honest, in the whole fight, because it's just like, wait oh, yeah. till Yugi gets to his cool move. The only fun piece of trivia I have about this duel is eventually attack uh, attack the moon becomes a card in Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, as like a joke about this, which is literally if you turn your stone a, a, a rock type monster to like attack position, you can destroy a, a field or spell card. A spell card on the field is like a thing. Uh, it's like and it's like an unlimited card, so you can do it forever. It's very fun. Uh, but you don't do it once per turn, but you can have it on the field forever. So it's like a very mm-hmm. funny card. But yeah, Attack the Moon comes out like an 09 or something <laughs> again, um, which is like, I think, pretty funny. Um, sorry, o- funny. So, sorry, in 2012 it comes out. I said this to Zach earlier, um, which is like a funny bit. But yeah, like this is like probably one of my least favorite duels we've bought so far because it is just like this thing is so insurmountable. This like actual like how do you beat it? And it is I beat it through bullshit. <laughs> um, and that is the answer, and it's, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's well, I guess we, we solved that problem. But like, I don't know why Yugi doesn't think, man, I take fucking water monsters with me to the to more duel, or like, where else would he use them? They can't yeah, true. work on like, land. Yeah, would a water monster just be fucking worthless outside of this one specific area? It seems like, to wonder. Mako has to to trap. Has to have here a trap oh, because shit, like you're God, right. you're right. Yeah, how do you? fight people with with modern monsters in this How does he game? expect to win the tournament? Yeah. That's all we have. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I do have to add that in the middle of this duel, like right around yeah. the time that Yami has his wolf get murdered, which I have to add happens in like a still frame. Like mm-hmm. he's like attack <laughs> and then it's just a still fucking image with a little bit of sound design thrown on it. Same uh, for the feral imp, if I think. Yeah, he, but, it gets, yep. like, ripped in half, yeah, but it's, like, real, all, like, a CG painting. Yeah, real cost-cutting shit happening yeah, here. hell yeah, hell, hell yeah. But uh, Mako then takes this moment to throw down, like, My father was taken by the ocean. <laughs> we were fishing. And then a storm came. Okay, and then I'm, he I'm tied sorry. me to the mast. Before, before we get to this, I just want to touch on one thing. Since we were bringing up the whole like water monster thing, do you think that's why uh, Mako is specifically the war, the like water champion? They yes. just have separate divisions for water monsters and literally everything else because the two can't yeah. interact. That has to be my <laughs> assumption at this. That point. has to be part of or, it. Or like in, what I, what I think it is is. Pegasus designed this being like, I fucking hate this Mako guy. He talks weird. He just isn't like my fan. He I don't smells of find fish. His father. Yeah, he smells of fish. Keep him on the outskirts. Everyone else can play this game, but him, fuck him. I, I legitimately think that's what happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, I, Pegasus is petty enough to do that. Oh, for sure. Anyway, oh, but, uh, please, so, you can get yeah. back to Mako's horrifying backstory. Yeah, so Mako's talking about his dad was taken by the ocean. They were out on a fishing boat. Storm came in. Mako's dad ties him to the mast of the ship and is a like, "You're gonna be crazy idea. You are going to be fine, kid." <laughs> Mako's no dad doesn't talk. No ship has ever the same... capsized in the ocean ever. 
Yeah, Mako's dad doesn't talk like Mako, but for the sake of this bit, he does, and it's hereditary. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's like, you will be fine, son. Here, get on this mast. And then gets fucking thrown off the boat, but Mako lives. But Mako's like, I saw that the life raft was missing, so I want to get the money from this tournament so I can find my dad. To which Yami is basically like, I see. You have a very honorable reason. However, I need to find my grandpa, so I cannot allow you to win. Mind crush. So, no, wait, yeah, he I that. wish he had mind crushed him. That would have been so funny if he's like, sorry about your dad, mind crush. <laughs> your dad can suck it. My... Yeah. Uh, no, Yugi does but not, yeah, not crush so that's the skull. Yeah. So that's that. The duel ends. Uh, and we get a fucking... Like, so Taya has this, like, anime shot. She's, like, on the left side. It's, like, a wide. And she's like, yay, he won! And then fucking Joey and Tristan slide into the shot, making the most fucking distressing faces they have made (laughs) so far. This weird scrunched grin that is, like, such a weird reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah (laughs) just cuts away but we see mako's like ah damn sorry i lost but congratulations yugi for a good duel mako's down to one ship but he's still like in it yeah he's still uh he jumps back in the ocean yeah and that's what well first (laughs) yami and mako do the fucking predator hand clasp thing (laughs) they now understand each other better because they fought with their cards like how in shonen if you fight with your fight someone with your fists you understand their like meaning better Mm -hmm. this is the same exact thing oh it's very much the same thing it's just he is the first one that has been like now he's a friend yeah that's it, uh, yeah. There's no other friends yet. They have not made <laughs> friends along the way yet, really. No, they've no. just been dueling people in Insect Haga. I mean, <laughs> Weevil <laughs> Underwood got the fucking retired JoJo card thing. <laughs> um, But yeah, Mako's then like, I am hungry, and jumps back into the ocean. But like, the action shot of him jumping is like, he's just like, he jumped into the jumping pose and then they just grab the jpeg and just, <laughs> just drag it down to the down. ocean there he goes <laughs> and then yeah and then the episode ends with tristan being like hey guys i still have my survival guide and they're like i'm not gonna eat it tristan yep and i like episode all of mako stuff okay. i hate this episode i hate it <laughs> I, I get i get more more and more mad as someone who learns more and more about Yu-Gi-Oh every passing day it feels like and I'm like, man, Yu-Gi-Oh is really cool. There's so much cool stuff you can do in it. And then I like learn about this stuff. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. This makes me so mad. But what if you just blew up the moon, Chase? We just blew up the moon in the second anime out of the two we've watched. Yeah, we have a lot of anime that hate the fucking moon. Yeah, I will not be recapping this fight for this episode. I don't think it's for episode. Well, it's not eight. even really a fight. Not really. It's not really Everything's a fight. Relative. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there isn't much of a duel here. But this is episode eight, Everything's Relative, which I was immediately like, it's about fucking Mokuba. (laughs) Are we finally going to talk about Mokuba? And then we instantly see him. Yeah, episode opens with Mokuba, though he's wearing like a a bandana and a beanie to disguise his face for some reason at this point. He he looks so weird with this on. He does. does. I don't know how he gets all that hair under there. I have no idea. 
But he, he does like the. He looks like a different character. It really fucks. He freaks really me does. Out. I don't yeah. Know why? But like, I, he looks like a bandit. He looks like someone who would be like. He he looks like someone who would turn to me, open up his coat, and go, "What are you buying?" Now um, see, <laughs> this it looks like a bandit Keith. Yeah, this that's bandit Keith. Yeah, this is the real bandit Keith. <laughs> bandit but Keith, yeah, which uh, is the cover for bandit Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Damn. But yeah, so Mokuba is like doing the bedsheet escape thing out of the window of fucking uh, Pegasus's castle, but he doesn't have a long enough sheet, so he nice falls like an idiot. Yeah, he falls like two hundred feet down into trees, hitting all of the branches, but he just sort of pops out fine. Like, why did we even add this as like a bit? Uh, because uh, if it just showed him jumping out the window. Then that would have just been like a suicide instead of an escape attempt. Well, that's what they do to Kaiba, <laughs> Seto mm. Kaiba, Mokuba. Ka- I guess the Kaibas are just unable to be killed by fall damage. They're very yes. powerful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've trained long but, and hard to become immune to fall damage. Yeah, but then Mustache. We see Mustache Guard wheel some food to <laughs> Mokuba's cell, and then he's like, "Oh shit, he's gone." This is also the first time that we've even alluded to the idea that Mokuba has been taken, or Mokuba really in general, since he had that one line in the first episode. Did he even get named in episode one? No, he just runs in and goes like, Big Brother! And then, like, cut away. Don't worry, a lot of fucking backstory from Mokuba soon. Oh yeah, this episode's (laughs) like, oh shit, here's all the backstory we skipped about the Kaibas and Mokuba that we needed for this episode, or for this plot to make sense. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so cut to Pegasus, camp as ever, and laughing evilly while reading comic books, which is just like, look at like, adore oh. this Incredible shot. line it is from so this good. episode. <laughs> like, he's just like, <laughs> and then we cut to show that he's just looking at a fucking, like, Bugs Bunny comic, essentially, <laughs> in his so hand. Cool. What's the line? He's like, Chase? What will they think of oh, next? Yeah. I, 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 I remember it's, it's. I don't have it written down. I fucking stupidly, don't remember. It's like, like the finest gorgonzola cheese, fruit juice in a comic book, <laughs> right? It's something yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, it's like, like the, okay, the guard so mustache comes guy in comes to, like, in. Ruin it, no, no, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Mustache guy comes in to tell the news. Pegasus is like, ah, oh, gorgonzola cheese and my favorite fruit juice. And then he's like, and I don't want this time interrupted. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, we're, we're kind of underselling it. He is in a fancy dining hall, sitting at the head of one of those really long tables that's in every, like, rich person house. Just eating yeah. by himself, chuckling along to his favorite comic book. And I'm like, fuck, am I jealous of Pegasus right now? Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. I understand that the, because he's drinking, quote unquote, fruit juice out of a wine glass, which... <laughs> Adult I'm like, I'm juice. 90% sure this is a dubism. And oh, he's yeah, supposed to be drinking it's wine and cheese. But I will say, with, like, the childish side of his character, this honestly feels like a better characterization that he's drinking fucking fruit juice out of wine. I'm like, this actually works really well. <laughs> yeah. I-, I honestly think either way it works just uh-huh. for how, like, silly it is. But it is but. so funny for him to be eating gorgonzola cheese and fruit, and juice. fruit juice. It's so <laughs> funny, dude. It's so yeah. good. Like what a what a king shit. Honestly, like <laughs> it man, really I've, is. I've never followed up on this Pegasus character, but I hope he wins. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's okay with this guy. He seems really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Time to kill uh, Seto Kaiba, I guess. 
I also love that, like, after he tells him, like, don't interrupt my juice time, the mustache guy's like, sir, the prisoner has escaped. And the first thing Pegasus says is, which one? It's so <laughs> good. It's super funny to me. Well, if it was Grandpa, was- fuck. If it's not Grandpa, who gives a fuck? If it's Grandpa, oh my god, how did he manage that? He just has his soul in a trading card. Yeah. Mokuba, I don't, I, we don't see any other prisoners that, like, he's taken, like, their physical body and locked it in a cage. <laughs> but it is just, like, You think he just so has, like, a kidnapping me. ransom racket on the side? I would not be surprised. Once again, king shit, if that's true. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, mustache guy's like, oh, uh, Mokuba Kaiba, and Pegasus is like, oh, I know exactly where he's going. He's definitely looking for Yugi, so this really doesn't matter. <laughs> then, the problem will solve itself. See you yeah, later, so nerds. He, yeah, so they opens his computer screen to look in and see how Yugi's doing, and he's, like, happy that Yugi's now up to, like, five-star chips and is doing pretty well, because he wants Yugi to get to the finals. Which is why I'm like, part of me's honestly confused why he has this whole battle royale portion of it and didn't just make this an invitational and invite Yugi. And only Yugi. I mean, like, he could have invited other people, but, like, we have, like, basically two tournaments, which is, like, two points of failure to which he could have not dueled Yugi. Well, I guess if you cast a wide enough net, who knows, you might also dredge up another Millennium item. Which, he does say that he wants to bring the Millennium Items all here, but he also could have... Like, it seems like he's decently aware of who has Millennium Items, so he might have just been able to do this as an invitational. I think the idea is, like, you have to lose in a duel to lose your Millennium Item. This will all get retconned later, I believe. is like, that's part of the dealio for it. And so I bet for him, it's like, okay, I can, like, lay out that he has to come find me. But if he loses his Millennium Item before then good like i'll just go get it from the other guy then like i can just chill here till i get like the the like actual all the millennium items and just also vibe this, it out also this was an invitational it's true wasn't i it? guess yeah, like he because like he invited weevil on stage live on television and he mailed yugi that shit and you need the starships to get in in the first place this, and, and yeah, there is and there true. is no actual like reasoning for why wasn't i just like like, why wasn't it just a one-on-one fight? But like, Why did I not simply shoot Yugi and take yeah, it from his corpse? Yeah, Fair. You know why what? Not yeah, simply this is do the, this? the boring, like, why not just shoot the guy <laughs> argument. Because then we wouldn't have a television show. Yeah. And it is way more fun to have a fucking duel. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what they think, too, right? Mm-hmm. To some degree, we have agreed there's, like, no guns, no violent shit, actually... So maybe, like, really in reality, this is the only way they could think about doing <laughs> it. Like, we have to do this convoluted duels. We can't kill them. That's fucked up. That's wrong. Our moral system is not It's a it. child. Yeah. <laughs> but we could duel him to death. <laughs> but what they don't know, they're creating the, strong, the second strongest enemy, the third strongest enemy, Joey Wheeler, in the process. <laughs> yeah. They have accidentally made one of the greatest duelists of all time. <laughs> Fucking show so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb, but in the best possible way. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's just dumb, but sometimes it's so dumb it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but uh, ah, oh, Gower. Yeah, so he's like looking up how Yugi's doing. He's happy Yugi's doing well. Um, and he's like, "Yep, Mokuba's definitely going for Yugi." 
which he's also establishes that Mokuba escaping was part of the plan, which is such a. I think he's making that up. <laughs> Almost. I don't think he says he, he says he's a part of the plan. I think he says something to the effect of. This this will go well along with my plan anyway. Yeah, I, so it's I less, specifically I wrote planned down, for this, but like, less. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, but it, still it horseshit. It it's like he still was more saying like, oh, this was definitely part of the plan. <laughs> to me, it read like, oh, this won't affect my plans. It may even make them better, but mm-hmm. it is horseshit. Yeah, it's definitely full on. Like my evil genius knows no bounds. Yeah, um, I say, well, I chuckling say- over Gorgonzola and fruit juice. <laughs> Yeah, Pegasus is such a fucking, like, over-the-top scene-chewing villain in a way that I fucking love. (laughs) I love Pegasus so much. He's so good. He's so good for this show, especially. (laughs) Everyone, yeah, Um, the the thing I find probably the most grating about this show is it's just not as fun as it could be. And Pegasus makes it much more fun, which mm -hmm. is the best part about him. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But yeah, back to the gang now who are all reveling in the fact that Yugi has five chips. Joey's like, man, I wish I had more. And we see his sick sister again, because they really got to keep hammering home that he's got a sick sister. Uh, just in case you forgot. Suddenly, they hear a kid crying out for help, who is grappled by the hair guy. Tristan <laughs> fucking runs in and shoulder tosses a motherfucker. <laughs> like, just grabs him, shoulder tosses him, apparently so hard that he is now flying through the air with like typically like it looks like in the shot where he does the shoulder toss he just hits the ground like you know if you throw somebody over your shoulder they will Mm -hmm. uh not that i can do this but i know in theory how this works uh hair guy does a fucking flip in midair jumps back to jump kick Tristan in the face, which I am shocked that this is not censored out. Yeah, I was about to say, so all of this is fine, but punching somebody, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. Yeah, but what I love is that Tristan runs up and he's like, I'm on the big guy. He throws him, he gets drop kicked in the face, and he goes, I'm off the big guy, which is such a <laughs> dumb bit that kind of worked it it worked pretty well (laughs) also you think he'd be less gung-ho about attacking security when he's not even supposed to be here yeah yeah it's also weird they're just like this guy's being escorted off the island or being told (laughs) let's get him let's get him where it's like this is part of the rule like again the security guard maybe like a bit rude just doing his job yeah but it's just like he's just following orders um the security guards have been nothing but reasonable this entire time yeah as in the gang, finally Yugi decides to ask, like, okay, what's actually happening here uh, now that Hair Guy has a hold of this kid again? And Hair Guy's just like, he lost his chips, so he's out of the tournament. <laughs> but the kid's like, no, 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 my chips got, like, stolen with my cards. I didn't even lose it in a duel. So the gang follows, like, like Hair Guy takes him all the way to this boat where he's being shipped out with Weevil Underwood. It's just like a tiny little kid. dingy. It is literally a rowboat. They have to <laughs> row it to leave this island that we do not know how far away from land it is, and it does not look like they're giving them food. Didn't it was only a day's it? travel. Oh, I thought in my head, like, a throwaway line that it was, like, a week. Yeah, it could have been. They're fucked. Yeah. But <laughs> Yugi catches up. <laughs> Yugi catches up to everybody on the boat and asks, like, hey, who did the guy who stole your shit look like? Uh, the kid more or less describes Mokuba as he looks right now and says he, like, challenged him to a duel 
And then the second he put his cards and chips down, he just ran up, grabbed them, and fucked off into the woods. Which is very funny visually to me. Okay, so is there no way to, like, stop this? I, I'm also Appar- going to say this. If you're in a giant platform, and some person gets up, books at you, running at full fucking speed to take your shit, and you just let it happen, you're not going to make it to the finals. Yeah, because that's the best part, is that when you're on these dual platforms, you're like 20 feet away from each other. There's so much time to react, no matter, unless like, Mokuba is moving at the speed of fucking light. We find out he is not. (laughs) No, he's moving very slowly. So unless like, he has like a diversion or something, which in this scenario sounds like he did not. This is on him. This is on the kid just watching this fucker run at him. Huh, strange. This guy said he is really terrible at dueling, then just started running at me, and he's taking my stuff up and then saying I won't duel again? Huh. Yeah. Weird. I wonder what that means. Wait a minute. Like, (laughs) I'm like, okay, like, I get it. Kind of a dick move, Mokuba. On the other hand, come on, guys. Wake up. Yeah, but you think there'd be, like, security measures for this, because the whole thing is, like, getting starships through duels. I think Pegasus so, is enough of an asshole to be like, you lose your chips one way, you lose your chips one way, you, you're out the fucking yeah, this island. Is the, this is <laughs> There's the no fucking, guns here. What are you going to lose This is, to? like, the, the Darby the Gambler rules, where, like, you can cheat as long as you cheat successfully and are not caught. Yeah. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like what Pegasus from how allow. from how just absolutely callous the security is about enforcing any kind of security. Yeah, all right, I'll buy it. <laughs> but yeah, Yugi's like, "We'll get your chips and your deck back," and they're told they have thirty minutes to get all that back to him. Joey also is like, "Aha, Detective Joey Wheeler is on the case," this which they fucked. drop this bit pretty quick. <laughs> But it is just, they're like, all right, Joey's going to pretend he's an ace detective here. This is the bit. <laughs> this is our joke. It. Joey's going to be <laughs> a little bit of a funny guy. All right. And go. So the gang just kind of wanders around. And Yugi's like, I guess we should go check the seat of the crime. Uh, so they just take a seat to plan. Like, all right, what do we do next? And then Mokuba just fucking pops out of the bushes next to him. Ha-ha, immediately clearing up this entire part. Yeah, it's very that energy. Uh, Mokuba calls Tristan a dork, which is, it's funny that he just chooses to single out Tristan for a second here. Accurate. Yeah. And that's when Yugi's like, oh, this kid wants to duel me. So let's do it. And the gang's like, why don't we just, like, he stole this shit. We don't need to duel him. We can just beat him up. He's a no, child. No, du- can't hear you. Dueling now. Yeah. And Joey's like, does the puzzle make him think like this? Or <laughs> just, Joey is the closest to cracking this fucking nut. The He's also Joey the first is one on to... the case. Yeah, you, Joey is also the first one to comment, Yugi's like a different person when he duels. Like, Joey is the only person that seems <laughs> to be like, what the fuck is this fucking thing? Joey, Joey is Yamcha, uh, holding thinking. hair over Master Roshi's head. Yeah, just yeah. thinking Joey, sitting there thinking, this all is an adding up. Well... Mm-hmm. I never was good at adding, and like that's the Joey Wheeler. <laughs> that's the Joey Wheeler way. I failed Count math. I don't know what I'm doing. I suck at math. <laughs> but yeah, so Yugi magical girls up, and now Yami is gonna fucking fight Mokuba. Mokuba has five chips, wagers all of them. So Yugi's like, yeah, sure, why not? I know why Did you're he doing steal this anyway. All those five chips from that one guy. 
No, I think... I don't know. That's a good question. Because that's the implication. The guy was protesting, like, man, I never even got to duel anybody. I'm like, bitch, you took down, like, two and a half people. My other guess would be that Mokuba stole chips from somebody else, too. Yeah, but we never see yeah. that person. Plus, he plus he stole that guy's... Well, if he stole his deck, then he didn't have to duel them before anyway, if he was just stealing. Never mind. Yeah. He just wants to duel Yugi specifically. With a to... garbage deck, he pulled off some guy. Yeah. Duel on. That's when Mokuba, like, reveals who he is pretty quickly into this. Uh, in his own mind. Like, for the audience's sake, in case we didn't know who Mokuba was, because let's be honest, I know who Mokuba is because I remember this show in Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridge. They have done nothing to introduce this character. Yeah, this is, this is the real character introduction. Yeah. So we see a flashback to Mokuba seeing Seto refuse to go to Duelist Kingdom solely because he lost to Yugi. And he's like, I've lost a piece of myself that day. Which he did. Yugi made me impotent, Mokuba. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get it up for this duel. You're in charge of the company now, kid. <laughs> Seto fucks off. Mokuba is crushed to see his champ throw in the towel. Kaiba also gives him a random card, which I don't think they establish what that card is. I don't remember them establishing what the card is that Kaiba gives him. It's the uh, blue eyes, ain't it? I don't think they show it, though. I think they're just like, Kaiba's just like, hey, here's a card, and then leaves. Yeah, I, I, don't, was, I, I genuinely don't remember if they showed it. I thought it was the blue not. eyes. You keep talking, I'm going to look at it. Yeah. Implicitly, I feel like it could be the blue eyes. Like, it would, it would make sense. But explicitly, I don't think it's shown. Mm -hmm. uh, and Mokuba, now back in the duel, is like, I am going to use this deck to beat you. He throws down a monster, and then Yami wins the first attack because Mokuba is dueling with a stolen deck. Therefore, he doesn't have the connection to his cards. Yes. <laughs> this is the <laughs> The cards, reason. they've betrayed you. The cards yeah. are pulling away from him right now. They yeah, scream out in pain. Yeah, Yugi also, <laughs> or Yami, I guess, also fucking mind reads Mokuba, and he's like, you're Mokuba Kaiba. <laughs> I can sense it within you. So he could just and be Mokuba... cheating this entire time, and he just doesn't because he's a sportsman. Yeah. yeah. As when Mokuba reveals, like, he takes off his beanie and his bandana, and he's like, Kaiba's been missing. We don't know where he is. Pegasus is trying to take over Kaiba Corp. And we see, like, a flashback. To, like, a shadowy board of executives looking like fucking Seal from, also, like, Evangelion. Also, real quick, you were right, we don't see the card. That's what I thought. But yeah, looking like fucking Seal from Evangelion just sitting there in the shadows with their, like, weird distorted voices that make them sound like demons. <laughs> and they're like, we are going to do a hostile takeover, but there is a law... <laughs> That a Kaiba family member has to be CEO. It's a bylaw. It's so like, stupid. Yeah, that's like, that's not a thing. Like, it's a company <laughs> law that we have to obey. And I'm like, this is not a thing at all. Also, like, what if they just, like, both die in a car crash? Does the company then, just then dissolve? There's probably, a, there's probably a byline for that if they're both dead. I don't know why they, they don't just both kill, kill both them. of them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Boy, no no yeah. half measures, Pegasus. It just makes it feel like if there's these corporate laws that are so, like, adamant and concrete that cannot be broken, are we in some kind of, like, cyberpunk dystopia where, like, the companies rule the world? Well, yeah, yes. but that's... But we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh, Thomas. This is true. The board then 
is like, well, we gotta kidnap Mokuba so that he can just be like our puppet CEO. Uh, so Pegasus is like, all right, cool, kill Kaiba and get Mokuba. And the board's like, oh, also we're gonna need you to beat Yugi in a duel to restore the company name. <laughs> Pegasus is For like, some Roger reason. Dodger. Yeah, Roger Dodger can do. Now, like, Mokuba, by the way, is looking through a crack in the door, listening to all this. And then Pegasus is like, oh, by the way, Kimo, which we cut, and revealing that the hair guy's name is fucking Kimo. Hell yeah. Hey, this guy rules. Yeah. So (laughs) Pegasus is like, Kimo, please grab Mokuba Kaiba for me, which Kimo is just right behind Mokuba. (laughs) So he just grabs him. Mission accomplished. They have kidnapped Mokuba. One of three goals done. That was fast. Back to the duel. Mokuba feels abandoned, but Yugi asserts he is that, like, hey, Kaiba told you he was searching for himself, so that's what he's doing. So just, like, like I told- be chill. Yeah. Yugi also just keeps defeating every monster Mokuba throws down. Uh, meanwhile, the gang tries to convince, like, him to team up with them to take down Pegasus. Somehow. But that's when Mokuba reveals- well, Taya reveals that Mokuba's plan is to beat Yugi so that he's out of the tournament so that he can't face Pegasus, so Pegasus can't beat him, so Pegasus can't take over Kaiba Corp. This is the stupidest thing. They don't care who beats Yugi. They just need Yugi to lose for reasons. I will say, I think they legitimately sold Pegasus he has to beat Yugi because it's like we want the face of Kaiba Corp to be a great duelist for some reason. Um, well, then they should have Mokuba beat him. Yeah. Which, then Tristan and Joey have some weird who's on first moment. I don't quite remember what starts them on this, but they're like, Kaiba, Kaiba doing this. And then, like, just having the stupidest, like, back and forth. Until they look and they see that Mokuba's fucking gone. As when Mokuba <laughs> reveals he has done the classic Mokuba strat, which is he ran over to the other side while no one was paying attention to swipe the star chips. I don't even know how he got up there. There's not a ladder. Yeah. It's very funny. It's very, very funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) They were just like, oh, we got distracted, and Mokuba's just like, Mokuba, swipe! (laughs) Um, Mokuba, no swiping. Yeah, but Mokuba only grabs two of them, and he starts running off, but then Yami's like, wait! I mind-crushed your brother to get rid of his dark side. (laughs) Therefore, he can become a good person. Yeah. <laughs> and then Yami's like, Mokuba, you need to trust in me so that we can beat Pegasus together. And Mokuba's like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and Tinch agrees to team up with them. It is very stupid. But he's like, all right, cool. I'll return the chips and the deck. Cut to Kaiba, who is sitting <laughs> at a computer. In his ocean looking- side house. Yeah. Doing computer simulations and, a sh- like, f- making a fucking holographic projector. All trying to just figure out how Yugi won. No, no, he he's run computer simulations, probability scenarios, and quantum Some... analysis of yep. the duel. And there's yeah. no way Yugi could have ever beat him in a card game. Yeah, all of this narrated by Kaiba over a flashback of that first duel, which is like the fourth time we flashback to this duel. <laughs> Kaiba now wants to, like, find the heart of the cards with science. (laughs) He wants to, like, measure it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he's yeah, and then he's like, I'm gonna make these holographic generators that are portable, so I can face Yugi wherever. Dual disc, this baby. The, this is the first generation dual disc, and the only one that's an actual disc. But then two Pegasus goons show up and break down the door, threatening him with some real fucking serious pointing. Obviously, Fuck, that's what they that, did. Those edits are so bad. They're, They're very so funny, powerful. though. Those fingers are broken in, like, five different places. <laughs> and they just stay there, just aiming <laughs> finger at the ready. Careful, this hand's loaded. It really is, though. <laughs> like, he's just, like, pointing his hand out of it. He's like, don't move, or we'll kill you. And then Kaiba, I cannot emphasize this enough, Kaiba kicks a chair at them through the air and goes, you'll never take me alive. He says that <laughs> verbatim. verbatim. And then dives through a fucking window over the cliff into the ocean. <laughs> so the two goons are like, oh, hey, he's definitely fucking dead. That guy <laughs> so they go super to died. Yeah. So they go to steal his deck. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. The gang gets back to the shore where the boat is, but the boat's already left. Kimo's like, eh, tough shit. Fucking Pegasus decided it needed to leave early. And then Mokuba is like, I'm going to give that guy his chips and his deck back. And then Kimo just slaps the chip and deck out of Mokuba's hand, which includes two of Yuki's chips. So Yuki is now down from five to three chips. Uh, And then he just grabs Mokuba. Also, like... Don't they need those chips? Because the whole thing's like you need to get ten to in order to meet the, get to the finals. And we know there are like what four finalists in all this, right? Uh huh. And so you think there'd be just like forty star chips out there, so you could only Appar- get four people. Apparently, there's extras. Oh, okay. Well, that maybe was, it's that like, was some good thinking. Yeah, it might just be like a first four to make it kind of thing. Like, maybe more than four people could potentially get ten star chips, but it's the first four that show up to the castle with ten are the finalist. Maybe. Yeah, sure. I'm, a, seemed, I'm just gonna... Seems dumb, but alright. It is, but I'm gonna hand wave that It's <laughs> our reasoning here. Seems dumb, but I'll allow it. Yeah. But then, Yugi does the only thing he knows how to do, and Kimo <laughs> grabs Mokuba, which he challenges Kimo to a duel... With his last three star chips on the line for Mokuba's freedom. He then tells him to... Kimo's like, I accept and I will meet you in four hours at this specific duel arena. Next cut. cut to four, four hours. Yeah, cut, <laughs> fucking immediately just cut to four hours later. And Kimo is standing in the exact same pose he was in the other scene. Which is very <laughs> funny to me. Like, with like Mokuba in like a chokehold. And the hair guy is then like, hey, Yugi, check out your new opponent. It's the ghost of Kaiba, because he's dead. And then Kaiba says, Yugi, you don't stand a ghost of a chance. Bringing our ghost of a chance counter up to one. It will not end there. And that's when we have episode nine, Duel with a Ghoul, which is what it's called, not Duel with a Ghost. Yeah, you idiot, yeah, you fucking, fucking dumbass. <laughs> but yeah, Yugi, it doesn't just... Our episode opens with Kimo also saying that Yugi doesn't stand a ghost of a chance because his opponent is a ghost. Up to two. Yeah. 
Kimo then lets them know that Kaiba, like, fell off a cliff and died. <laughs> he fell down some stairs, except it was a cliff. Kaiba yeah, ratioed he's... and fell off. It was terrible. <laughs> Lamau. So, like, all you've got left of Kaiba is your memories of him and also a cranky ghost, which I will say he says this. It hard cuts to a close up of Yugi, who is Yami now's face, and he just goes, It's not him. He sounds so offended. I've made a note of that, too. That line read just sounds so offended. <laughs> this is Kaiba. Not it's not him. Yeah, it's like, that's it can't Kaiba. be him. It's not him. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it killed me. And then Kibo's like, you've got a duel with a ghoul coming up. It's just like, all right. That's yep, the name of the episode. One. Yeah. Cut uh-huh. to me in my chair, in my underwear, drinking and <laughs> pointing at the screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Yugi god. Asserts, again, that this Kaiba, he's like, that cannot be the real Kaiba. This is a trick by Pegasus, that bastard. How do you think Pegasus found Kaiba's evil side? My actions definitely like... didn't lead to some form of problem. Yeah. Cut to Pegasus laughing and watching the duel on a TV and drinking his fruit juice. Love it. Just a great <laughs> yeah. guy. And he's like, oh, like, so good. Mustache Man, who I guess is like his second in command here, or is like, like freaked. Yeah, is freaked out because he was not told that they were using Kaiba Ghost. <laughs> who said and we Pegasus, were using necromancy? Yeah, and Pegasus is like, oh, it's about all that's left of Kaiba at this point. <laughs> Yugi helped me with that, <laughs> which like, okay, we will not address what this is until the next episode of WSP and the next episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> uh, but then he's like, all right, he's going to teach Yugi a lesson. Yugi steps into the dual platform and, air quotes Kaiba, starts taunting him with the fact that he is totally dead. And Yugi killed him. He's like, losing. I lost to you and I lost my will to live. And now I'm also am not alive. <laughs> uh, but Yugi's I'm a like, dead man. <laughs> Yugi's basically like, shut up, faker. <laughs> he's like, I'll show you the real fake. Uh, the gang is like, yeah, that's definitely not Kaiba. Or Tristan. I can't remember. There's like a specific line that Tristan says. Like, he's like, kick his butt, Yugi. That I specifically was like, this is the most he has sounded like a bridge <laughs> Tristan this whole time. Uh, and then Kaiba projects his thoughts into Yugi's brain. And he's like, I'm definitely Kaiba. Also, Kimo. <laughs> this is out loud now. He turns to Kimo and he's like, hey, Pegasus can have Kaiba Corp as soon as this duel's over. <laughs> uh, so Kaiba's like, I'm betting three star chips. And Yugi's like, sick. I'm also betting three star chips. Well, I guess that's putting you... three of the star chips back into rotation. Yeah. Uh, and then the duel starts. So Kaiba um, just... I'll, I'll go this one real quick. It's okay. pretty quick. Um... G- Kaiba summons Hitsomi Giant, Hitsomi Giant, whatever the fuck the name mm-hmm. of it actually is. I don't know how uh-huh. to say anything. Um, it's how the original duel starts off. So it's like, wow. Will, yeah, I was gonna say. I will warn you. I will interject with when they cross over to the other B yeah. plot of this whole duel. Oh my god! It's like the original anime. Um, <laughs> Yugi's like, fuck that. It's like the original anime, and then he summons Dark Magician and blows it up. Kaiba's like, oh, wow, Dark Magician? That's just like uh, what we did in the original anime. And then Yugi's like, fuck off. And uh, it's not what happens usually. Kaiba, yeah. ghost Kaiba, uh, 
summons blue eyes white oh, hold on, dragon hold on, hold on. oh go ahead hold on because this is important yeah. first kaiba points out the only reason he won the last duel is because he had exodia and without true. it he is fucked true, which is true. true um hard cut to the <laughs> most like early 2000s butt rock anthem oh fuck i, I forgot so good life as kaiba is like sneaking around outside a mansion Cut to a flashback, butt rock playing over all of this. I will tell you when the butt rock ends. And it's a song like, I'm back, yeah, I'm back. Like, it's so fucking bad, but good over this. As Kaiba, like, we see him dive out the window again. But this time, we see him climb up out of the water. And then we see back to the the present moment for Kaiba as he goes to, like, a, a secret bunker entrance in the middle of like a grassy field because uh, he can't go in the mansion because there's like two Pegasus goons outside of it. I'm assuming this is Kaiba's like personal residence, Probably. but this is never established. No one says where he is in this moment. Kaiba goes from the bunker into a library, opens up a false bookcase behind this, uses a retinal scanner to get to a computer room, and then needs a vocal recognition system to log into the computer. That just says a... Seto Kaiba on all the computer screens. Yeah. This is when the butt rock ends. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to, I just really have to emphasize there is just early 2000s butt rock blaring <laughs> across Do all of Do you think this is bits. Kaiba's just like theme tune and this is just what he hears in his head every time he does some Kaiba shit? Yes. yes. Okay. There's not even a debate here. <laughs> but this is when Kaiba's sassy southern AI lets him know Why? That there's a Why hostile... does it have a southern accent? Because 4Kids is having a good time. I don't know if 4Kids is a Texas-based company. I know, like, Funimation is. I don't know if 4Kids also is. There's a weird connection between anime dubbing and the state of Texas. <laughs> um, There's something but, going on here. Yeah. But, like, Lack Kaiba, of protection laws. Yeah. But we he, basically, the computer tells him what Pegasus is doing. Kaiba's like, ah, oh, but Pegasus can't beat Yugi because he's got Exodia. And the AI's like, no, he doesn't. And he's like, ah! Oh. <laughs> and then the computer lets him know Mokuba's been kidnapped. So it's just a lot of repeat exposition here just to get Kaiba up to speed. Which he seemed much less concerned about Mokuba being kidnapped than Yugi losing Exodia. Yeah. Fair. Kaiba, though, is adamant that he's like, I can't let Yugi lose to Pegasus because I want to run my company. And then he hacks into Pegasus's computer mainframe, or he starts to hack into it. And he's like, ah, next stop, Duelist Kingdom. And now we come back to the duel. Kaiba summons yeah. a blue eyes. Yeah. Wow, big, big turn too. And he sets a he sets a card down. Uh, Yugi's like, for beans. And for some reason, he doesn't attack with his boy white dragon. So Yugi's no, like, he, I'm gonna. He's even yeah. like, say goodbye to your dark magician. I summon the I summon and attack with the blue eyes white dragon. And he just doesn't attack. And he's like, that was a yeah, fun. He's bit. like, ah, I want to savor that. He does go out of his way to say, I want to savor this. Which I will say, this duel so far is like. The only duel where they've been very clearly establishing that there are turns. Yep. Mm -hmm. People aren't saying, like, I end my turn, but they are being like, it's your move. And it's like, it's your turn. And, like, 
they're they're establishing an actual turn order in this one, which makes this so far the most true to the Yu-Gi-Oh card game duel to date. It's still not, but it's closer. <laughs> and it only took us getting like a third of the way in. Yeah. Yeah. With that, you know, Yugi, whatever, Yugi's like, ah, oh, and I'm gonna to defense position my Curse of Dragon. Um, and you're like, oh, okay. You know, I did not remember Curse of Dragon being such a staple. It's card. a staple. It's a staple. It's a very card. staple. Somehow, by I the remembered way, the, somehow I remembered like the Horned Imp and the Celtic Guardian, but I did not remember Curse of Dragon. Yeah. Or the Interjection. Feral, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interjection into this duel to go back to Kaiba, who is hacked into the, the Duelist Kingdom shit. mainframe, to track down Yugi, but then gets shut out by a second layer of security around Yugi's data. You didn't say the Kaiba though. Ha ha. Yeah, <laughs> Kaiba's like, all right, I gotta look for some kind of back door. Every computer so has a back that, door like, if you know where yeah. to look. They established that the the computer security system for Duelist Kingdom like pings from Duelist Kingdom up to a satellite and then pings back to, to like server. some kind of central computer mainframe. So Kaiba hacks the satellite. Hold up, and hold up. Literally First, fucking he tells the yeah. computer to be ready with a search for the dark magician because as we all know, only one person uses that card. Exactly. It's, okay. it's true. <laughs> Actually, it's not. There is another duelist That's true, in Battle City. But he's not in. He's not in magician. duelist. He's um, not and here he, yet. And yeah. he has a shiny dark magician. In yeah. that his wears like red. <laughs> yeah, he's the, the <laughs> I red think so, version. Yeah. Anyway, Thomas, yeah. continue with the insanity. Oh yeah, the insanity is that Kaiba's like, all right. In order to create a like opening for me to hack in, I'm gonna hack the satellite first, which is somehow easier. And then use its boosters to crash the satellite into the computer mainframe. (laughs) Which is... Oh my god. Fucking corporate terrorism on display. (laughs) Which he does. He crashes it in and I'm like, he fucking killed somebody. Fuck, I hope that building was unoccupied. It wasn't. Kaiba is now a mass murderer. (laughs) Kaiba has killed. He did it for the cards. (laughs) Unfortunately, he unfortunately he's like the second best duelist in the world, so the police can't touch him because they have no way to take him in against his will. Can't take down yeah, his damn duelist. A bunch of good. Imagine just a bunch of like the stereotypical like cop in the blue uniform with the hat with a mustache, but they all have dual discs. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to the duel. Kaiba deciding not to attack, and then yeah, Yugi yeah. throws down. Defense the Dark pitch. Magician into defense. Yeah, and Curse of Dragons down defense, and Guy was like, good. Now I'm going to draw and activate my face-down defense paralysis. Now, this is an episode, I'm not going to say I did or didn't, but I may have fallen asleep during randomly and not <laughs> remembered some of this and had to go and rewatch it. Defense paralysis is not a real card. <laughs> As, um, as soon as you stopped on that card, I was like, he's going to tell us that this is a fake card. So, which it's, is it's funny, because I, part- I was watching this episode, and I was like, yeah, that could be a card. So it, it is, so the art is from a real card. It's from a spell card called Stop Defense. Because there's not really many cards that go like, you can never not summon an attack mode. It's just strange. Mm-hmm. There's not many like that in Yu-Gi-Oh. This is an original card called Stop Defense, which is you select one defense position monster 
and then you switch it to attack position. This is one of those ways to out giant soldier stone and so forth, mm-hmm. like those big defense position cards that existed. Uh, there's there there aren't many cards that are like forever. This is how it has to be because these yeah, are just yeah. very powerful. It don't happen that much, but this is like an original card. It's stop defense. It is a original like in the first set of like Yu-Gi-Oh! Legend of the Blue Eyes White Dragon card set. Like it's an original card, so this is normal. I don't know why they use defense paralysis, but I guess just to get around all this. So it's, it was strange for me to like see that pop up, and Yugi's like ah fucking beans, and then <laughs> Kai was like get fucked idiot. I'm gonna destroy your cursed dragon. Not the. Not the fucking magician. And because Yugi's if like, he blew up the magician, then Kaiba wouldn't be able to find the dude. Exactly. Yeah, and thank Yugi's, God. And Yugi's like, oh, I'm going to activate magical hats. Well, hold on. <laughs> oh, we got to go back first. Yeah, Before magical right, hats, there's go another the Kaiba zone. interjection where Kaiba is digging through all the fields, now having access due to his act of terrorism <laughs> uh, for the dark magician. But the computer keeps freezing when he tries to search the only field remaining. So Kaiba's like, ah, this is a virus and a, and a good, good one. one. So he plans to hack through it, and he's like switching to manual override now. And then it's like, so the the last one to hack in is represented by this big metal door. Yeah. So <laughs> he's he so just... to, so that sets the scene a little bit. He's walking down. He's quote unquote walking down like this corridor of doors and each door represents one of the dual things then he like backs out of the corridor and walks down more of the corridor to go to the next door and he's just done this I guess like 140 times yeah because he's on like door 146 so he's like I gotta hack this one so he's like switching to manual override where there isn't a there isn't a thing said Okaiba can't hack exactly where he pulls out his like virtual TNT to blow the door open in cyberspace and somehow that's him (laughs) hacking the door. That's yeah, cool it's literally fun. like a fucking like PNG of TN cartoon TNT. <laughs> to With get like through. a loading bar, and when it's done, it blows up, and he's through the door mm-hmm. to the data security vault or whatever, it's which called. is a big ass fortress and just on I'm an like, island. It's... Yeah, a fortress on an island. This is the Firewatch. I'm like, ah, I see. This is exactly what Windows Firewall looks like. <laughs> Which, like, his computer's like, the only way to get through it is with the password. So Kaiba literally is like, ah, it's Pegasus's password? Then his password is Pegasus. Which, we cut away to fucking Mokuba tries to tell everyone that Kaiba's not mean, therefore this Kaiba is not Kaiba. Mokuba's no, no, wrong. Kaiba's a bastard. yeah. Yugi then does the magician in the hats thing. Like, that's when he plays that card. Cut back to Kaiba, who was fucking right about the <laughs> password being Pegasus. Oh. So he's he's like, I'm in. And I just, found Yugi. This is just the bit from Watchmen, but worse somehow. Yeah. But this is when the episode ends. Because, like, now, like, they play magical hats, which means there are four hats on the field. And the no, dark no. magician There's is hidden three. under one of them. Uh, Yugi says, oh, there are four hats, Kaiba, but every time it shows the field, there are only three hats. Yeah, there are only three hats. Mm-hmm. So I'll explain how Magical Hat works, and I'll explain how Magical Hat works in reality. There are two different cards, but in reality, Magical Hats is a anime-only card um, for a while, and three years later it comes out, or four years later by Jap- the Japan um, like release date, if we go by that. Four years later, the actual Magical Hats card comes out later. Both uh, This one is way better than the actual that comes out. Uh, Magical Hats is broken. You set one, you activate this card, 
Um, you can uh, it makes four hat tokens underneath one of these hat tokens, one of these hat cards is the monster that it, that can be hurt by it. So it's sort of uh, like guess and choose um, which card. Mm-hmm. Again, it's really not that because if your opponent owns more than one card, um, it is not that useful. This card will then this card kind of becomes another card, which we will become scapegoat later on. Um, scapegoat is kind of the same thing where you play it and it activates the same exact way where you summon four tokens just in general with none of your much having to be on the field for it, and they can block four attacks, or you can use them for other things. Scapegoat is considered one of the more strong stall cards in early Yu-Gi-Oh!, and that comes out in, like, 03 as, like, part of Joey's starter deck. Um, and it's a pretty it's a pretty good card, so it makes sense that they'll eventually use it like this. But it's, it's interesting, this is kind of one of those cards that, like, almost predates what would actually become a card for Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, which is scapegoat, which is really, really good card because we're good. And mm-hmm. the in the when it comes out four years later in Yugi's deck, or like I think for like some booster set, I think it's like Dark Beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a trap card that works like this. I've written it down so I could remember it. During your opponent's battle phase, choose two spell or trap cards from your deck and one monster. So three cards, two spell, one monster. Um, Oh, sorry, from your deck and one monster from your main monster zone. So you technically have three cards to make this work. You special summon them as normal monsters. So you put them all as normal monsters and face down defense position. Set the chosen monster if it is face up and shuffle them on the field. The two cards chosen from your deck are destroyed at the end of the battle phase and you cannot remain on the field except during the battle phase. So it's really just like another stall card, but it's garbage. Um, this card will not be used. Um, I, don't, I don't believe so. I don't believe this art card gets really that much used. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but this is one of those cards I, I don't remember ever hearing anything about. So Magical Hats in the anime, really, really good. Eventually kind of becomes a stand-in for Scapegoat, which is also really, really good. It does better than Scapegoat because it technically hides one of your monsters for a turn, so you could use do it with more shenanigans. So one of the more broken cards in the anime, really. Um, and it becomes one of the more stable cards in actual Yu-Gi-Oh! kind of uh, with, with yeah. Scapegoat. So it's, it's a very kind of like actually early showing of like what will become good cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! This card is like ultra fucking busted. Um, and that ends Yu-Gi's tune where he's like, ha this becomes like actually becomes Yu-Gi's architect, which is powerful spell trap cards. is what Yu-Gi really gets known for and like messing with the Dark Magician while doing it. And this is like, I think, an early showing of like, oh, this is what will mm-hmm. make Yu-Gi's deck actually what makes Yu-Gi's deck Yu-Gi's deck, you know, is being like, oh, it's really cool trap and spell cards that kind of mesh with the dark magician, like magician archetype. Yeah, um, yeah. that kind of what happens. Where like uh, Joey becomes like fire, like like beast warrior types, and Kaiba becomes big monsters, big bungos that come and attack, and everything else is like whatever. But that's like I think one of the cooler um, little things that I think I, I think this card's cool, even if it like is super busted and not real. I think it has, like, weird lineage in the Yu-Gi-Oh! actual setting. I think people look at this and was like, hey, we can make a card out of this. Uh, I think um, we can, like, make the, this work. Yeah, we can make this work, and it becomes one of the best cards. Like, their scapegoat workaround becomes, like, straight up one of the best cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! of all time. Like, for a time, like, it was the meta card. You brought scapegoat or you did not play the higher rank stuff at all. Yeah. Um, becomes, I believe, it's, uh, maybe I'm crazy. Is, is, it, is it called Scapegoat? Is it one second? I'm actually gonna look this up real quick. Sorry. Um, 
I, I forget I, what it's I remember it's called, a card called scapegoat. It's goat format. Yeah, it's goat format is what they'll call it, which okay. is all based around when scapegoat was like made oh. and when these cards are rounded. <laughs> it's called goat format. It's called the goat format. It's considered one of the most popular Yu-Gi-Oh formats right now. I don't like goat format. I think scapegoat are fucking boring because it's like a stall card. It's like you're playing a stall game. But it is a fun card to work around, and at that time, like that is considered one of the more highly celebrated Yu-Gi-Oh times, the good format era. So I don't know. <laughs> the goat it's cool format era. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. but that's just a it's funny so goofy. Sentence. Yeah, and it's it's cool to kind of like be like, oh, that's all interesting stuff. You know, like I think all that stuff is cool. It's cool to kind of see this like early adoption, like early form of it that eventually I think really gets comes uh, that scapegoat, but. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. It's magical hats, baby. It's gonna be around forever. Yugi uses it forever. He loves it. He loves that shit. Okay. Um, and uh, and blue eyes, yeah, white so dragon attacks the magical hat. But ooh, is it really the one with fucking dark magician? Find out it? next episode. Yeah, that's like that's yeah, that's where this episode ends, which is where we'll pick up in the next WSP. But yeah, that's this gaggle of episodes. This gaggle. On the whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> haven't you haven't heard gaggle in a minute? I know. Well, I was gagging for it. I'm fucking gaggling. <laughs> Why is this? I'm under attack once again. Hey, yo, I'm gaggling <laughs> over here. I'm going to gaggle on these episodes. All right, let's. Yeah. How do we feel about them? <laughs> uh, I'm still having a good time. It's yeah. still bad, but in a thoroughly entertaining way. I like what? Ghost Kaiba a lot. <laughs> I like it's, what Ghost Kaiba becomes because I know. I just don't think I, mean, I remember. remember. Yeah. I, oh, no, I, do you remember I, what he looks like? I Especially remember. because I like I just watched the first I watched the Duelist Kingdom of Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged recently because oh. I started rewatching it again because I was thinking about it. So, so I remember where that? this goes and what he looks like. What'd you say? How was Duelist Kingdom Yu-Gi-Oh! the Abridged series? It has good moments. It has a lot of bad moments. You weirdly hear it's like episode four. Suddenly, little Karibo bought a new microphone, and like the audio quality <laughs> jumps. Uh, it's still pretty rough, and there's definitely a lot of jokes that haven't aged well. Little Karibo himself actually went down and added a disclaimer in like a lot of the early Yu Gi Oh! abridged episodes, like in the description, mm -hmm. just saying, like, Hey, there's a lot of jokes. Some of them are like homophobic, some of them are like kind of racist. He's like, this stuff is not representative of who I am as an artist anymore, and it's very regretful that I added this to at a time when it sh I should have been fighting against these kinds of things, or, like, that it wasn't okay. Um, but I leave them here kind of as, like, a historical artifact, almost. Yeah. Not, like, yeah. that he puts that level yeah, of importance, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, it's nice to see that he has acknowledged it. I mean, he has in interviews and everything, but that he puts that there to be like, yeah, yeah guys. Good guy. Some of this is not aged well. Yeah, I'm a better I, I, person now than in 2009, I think, is when it started, or 2010. Um, I think, yeah, I definitely think, um, what's it called? It is definitely uh, worse to, um, what's it called? Um, like, get rid of it. I think that stuff is, like, I think it's kind of bad. I think mm -hmm. you have to, but acknowledging it, I think, is... The but you do have thing. to address it somehow. Yeah, I think, so, yeah, yeah, saying, like, hey, I don't, I don't like, like this. I think that's good. Yeah. Hey, yo, so not this like joke definitely it. isn't good anymore. Yeah, oh, yeah and like not just being a like, oh, it's the style of the time and like dismissing it. Yeah. Yeah, which he doesn't. We can be like, him. it was the style of the time and it was bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I the will say it, that's important. It does still have some good bits in it. Like, there's one bit 
Or like, I don't know, Bakora's talking to the class or something. It's like when Bakora's being introduced, they're like, why does he have an accent? He's strange. And like one kid in the background, just in this voice, just goes, go back to Russia. And it makes me laugh every fucking time. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's so good. <laughs> but there's some, some legitimate highlights still in there. I'm like, I get why this still caught on. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Um. And now I'm about to start watching the Duelist Kingdom stuff again, which it's like in the middle of that. Honestly, right before the virtual world arc starts in Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge, like the couple episodes before that, I think that's when that show finds its voice. And then it's just like yes. so much funnier from that point forward. I hope, but I hope so. I have not we'll watched see. it. <laughs> it's a fun time. I usually rewatch it like once every year or so, just because it's a quick watch and I enjoy it and it's easy to put on in the background. Like I almost watch it like a podcast sometimes while I'm like playing a video game that doesn't need my undivided attention. Fair this enough. time I'm watching it with a friend who's never watched it, but yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, I I, I think I enjoyed these episodes. I found them to be... Like, pretty okay. I just don't think that first episode, like, is a fun duel. I think everything else works nah. as it is. But these are definitely, like, I feel like slower I'm still episodes. just, like, kind of enjoying these episodes. They're not good, but they are, like, wa- very watchable. Yeah. Yeah, they're very yeah. entertaining, even if they're mm-hmm. not, like, great on, like, a technical level. Or, like, so a everything level. involving Kaiba in this most recent episode is just art. I will, so not, inc- I will not hear arguments against it. Oh, they're incredible. Neither will I. I, ju- I do love you'll never <laughs> take me I'm hacking the satellite, yeah. and I'm going to blow up this server with the satellite. There are, there are three characters that carry this show on their back sometimes, <laughs> and that is Pegasus, Kaiba, and fucking Joey. <laughs> For me, at least, <laughs> those three carry this show. <laughs> It, it, it is so interesting to be, like, this show is really, like, goofy and dumb, but it's not funny. Like, it doesn't try to be, like, like when it tries to be funny, it fails horribly. Mm-hmm. But when it's, it's like taking itself think, seriously, that's where the money is. It's pretty good. It's also very funny. Like, I, know I watched, G, I was trying to watch GX. I, like, watched a fair amount of it, but not, like, all of, through the whole thing. Like, how much actually funnier that show is than Yu-Gi-Oh! As, like, a genuinely trying to be funny show Mm-hmm. It like it takes itself so much less seriously. It works better in that way. Uh, and I'm wondering, like, is that what they learn? Because like we watched these first two seasons of this show, and it's pretty enjoyable. I, I like Battle City and I like Yu-Gi-Oh. But when you get to the last stuff, it is a fucking slog to get through. I wonder if like GX was then being like, ah, we don't want to do that slog shit again. We're done. We're throwing this all away. We'll make our filler extremely stupid for GX. Um, <laughs> and not really try here. So I I think like. And like have more over the top characters that are aware they're over the top. Like, like they all become more archetypical. I think in GX, where like Yugi Moto is like the like, duelist, but there's nothing else about him. He is just the good duelist. Where like Jaden is a fucking moron and a good duelist. Uh, <laughs> and he, in spite of his stupidity, he's a good duelist. Like is like how it works. And then you watch like, but this show is like no Yugi's like really smart and a good duelist and really cool and my best friend. Um, I mean, nothing he can do, nothing wrong. Where like that stuff kind of starts going more away as the show progresses. And I have not watched Five Ds, which I really want to watch now, because I want to watch motorcycle card games. Well, dealing with <laughs> like the heard... an- the anti hero, which will become I think is like yeah, yeah I've heard people 
I've heard people tell me that Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds is shockingly good when you get over how stupid card games on motorcycles is. Yeah, so I tried to watch oh, yeah. Zexel or 5Ds, and I thought 5Ds was just trash. Speaking I did not enjoy of, it at all. Uh, speaking of Little Karibo, he's done a 180 on 5Ds. Yeah, he's, he's like one of the people who's... He's one of the people I've seen who's like, 5Ds is actually probably the best Yu-Gi-Oh! series. I, I have, like, heard the same things, so I want to watch it, because I enjoyed GX a lot, and I was like, it seems like they're on upswing, and then I watched what came after, 5Ds is like, that, that's 5Ds. I think it was 5Ds after GX, and then Zexel yeah. after 5Ds. Yeah, and I think, I, sorry, and I watched Zexel, I think Zexel was trash. Everyone it's has like said terrible. Zexel is pure trash. Yeah, like, I've it's, never it's, heard it's anybody so much Zexel. more of a kid's show than even this show is. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. like, it is like a children's show-ass show. Um, and it, it kind of, it's honestly way worse because of it. Uh, at least that's what it felt like to me the whole time. And then I watched Arc yeah. V and Arc V. Oh, sorry, no, I watched Arc V. Sorry, I watched Arc V recently. Um, and that mm. was fucking awful. Um, Arc V was terrible. That's the children's show. If, I, if I'm thinking right, where oh, like, okay. the main characters are literally from like the circus. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. I'm actually, I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking through everything right now. Like, I have a list of all the Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes. series. Because there was Yu-Gi-Oh!, which is season zero, quote-unquote, which mm-hmm. had a movie, yeah. which was made by Toei Animation. Yeah. So Ooh. everything comes back to Dragon Ball eventually. Hell but yeah, then Yu-Gi-Oh! Back. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters and all the subsequent series until... Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrains, which was the series from 2017 to 2019, what? is made by Gallup. Yeah, I have no fucking idea what Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrains is. As in, like, but, brains, but with a V? Yeah. Yes. Huh. And it's all caps, so I can only assume that it's some kind of <laughs> dumb acronym. I hope it's not. Yeah, but I, now I there bet, is... I bet that's the Duel yeah. Link era of... Or not Duel Link, start. it has to be, um, was it when they started doing Link monsters, I assume is what Vrains is going to be about. There's also Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens, which started in 2020, and now Yu-Gi-Oh! Go Rush, which is starting in 2022. <laughs> which, Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens is not over. So they have, like, two... It's starting this year... In April, unless like Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens ends April 2022, there will be two concurrent Yu-Gi-Oh! Subseries. My my, oh, my without looking, this is just from Chase Brain area. Oh, it will be succeeded by Yu-Gi-Oh! Go Rush. Yeah. I just went to the Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I assume Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens might be a what's it called? So I believe there's a term when like because Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links was a really big mobile card game. Um, which was a faster version of Yu-Gi-Oh! by having like, uh, less health life points and stuff. And I wonder if that's what Sevens is about, and then Yu-Gi-Oh! Go Rush will then be the Duel Links era stuff, or maybe more, not Duel Link, yeah, Duel Mon, or Duel, is it Linkage? I forgot the fucking call now. I Who knows? Stuff. Link, uh, Link Monsters, there it is, I think. Um, there'll be more about that. I have no clue. I wish I knew anything about this, these fucking shows, but uh-huh. I, I kind of fall off after GX. Ahem. Uh-huh. Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens takes place in the futuristic town of Goha and stars Yuga Odo, a fifth-grade elementary school student who loves who loves both inventions and dueling. Feeling the current rules of the Duel Monsters card game are too stifling, Yuga <laughs> successfully manages to install a new set of rules of his own creation, known as Rush Duel, allowing for more fast pace and frantic dueling. 
And the series follows him and his buddies teaching everybody that Rush Dueling rocks. So he invented bullet chess. Correct. <laughs> bullet chess for, for Yu-Gi-Oh duels. <laughs> and that's Yu-Gi-Oh 7s. I'm not going to look at Yu-Gi-Oh Rush whatever. I'm sure it's more of that. <laughs> Holy shit, never mind. The rules are fucking in. I want to go look up the rules. They're insane. Oh. Um, you couldn't actually <laughs> do these rules. It is Players can normal slash slet as many monsters as they want in a single turn. Oh, Level fuck. 5 and high marks must still be tribute someone normally. That's crazy. Like that, you could... You're de- it's insane! It's insanity! Um, you couldn't do that. Um, never mind, that's crazy. That's literally just... It's so strange because the previous thing is all about pendulum summoning, which is that concept, but as like a actual card game. I just don't want to do that anymore. Weird. Yeah. Weird. 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 What a weird. Okay, world I did then. look. I did take one quick peek at Go Rush, and it's the the twin children of Yuhi, like the last or not of the last people, or at least assuming mm-hmm. they are because they have the same last name, uh, and they're hunting aliens. What? Yeah, and I'm the not fuck? gonna I'm yeah. not gonna go any further. You had me, and then you lost me, and I'm sort of back on board by myself now. Let's go see yeah. if we can if, if Yu Gi Oh Go Rush comes out. Let's go see like if we're still doing this podcast and none of us have died from a horrible cancer that's infected us. You know, the things that prey upon my mind, um, and that like if that has happened, right? If that's all like how we're thinking about it, hmm. let's watch that new Yu Gi Oh and just see how fucking worse it is than this Yu Gi Oh. Like, let's compare <laughs> the beginning and the end of Yu Gi Oh. Um, the current also, things, I have a feeling it's gonna be fucking trash. <laughs> I have to throw out there, Yu-Gi-Oh! Capsule Monsters, the spin-off miniseries. I did not realize this. That spin-off was specifically like commissioned by four kids and made exclusively for international release. It was still animated by Studio Gallop. It never got released in Japan. Wow. Lol. Lamao. Yeah. Four kids went all in on that. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sad Japan got fucking out of that and we had to deal with the pain. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's a good spot to end this episode of yep. WSB. Yu-Gi-Oh! Capsule Monsters. The best ending point for everything. Exactly. Well, thanks everyone for joining us and we'll keep this shit going next <laughs> week. <laughs> with the continuation of Not Kaiba and Yugi's Duel. And Kaiba hopefully committing another act of terrorism. God, I hope so. Me too. Alright, bye. Bye, everybody. The the Yu-Gi-Oh! recap people do not endorse terrorism. But it is cool.